0: Do, 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 do. we're just gonna go right, go right right into this aren't
1: we oh yeah we're gonna get, yeah we're, we're so far behind we might as well just jump right into it right
0: our 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 audience out there
1: we' we're, we're live right now okay here oh, we go super guys sorry we're so far behind it's all my fault um <laughs> I was in in Tucky.
0: you were memorizing or learning your sea shanty right? my sea yeah. shanty yes. that's right. right because that's, John
1: that's, thinks we need to have a sea shanty yeah, I think every
0: person should have a memorized sea shanty
1: that's something to aspire to it's just yeah. fun right sea shanty yeah.
0: I need to look up someone uh, to figure out which one's going to be mine. Yeah, you know, okay. I need to look that up. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. There's That's kind a, uh, of a pop song out there now with that kind of rhythm of a sea shanty. Is that right? Yeah. I, I wish I could tell you what the name of it was, but I've, I've come across it occasionally on social media. But
1: Okay. Anyways. Um, All right. So let's just do the show. What do you think? Sure.
0: Other than we got a lot uh, to talk uh, about. The background's on the wrong thing. You want to slide that down or, or yes. up or something? Thanks, guys.
1: Yeah. There oh, it, there, it. there he is.
0: Whoa! And that shirt is not checkered; it's actually striped. So, good times for that. <laughs> wow! I don't know how that happens. Uh, that's interesting. It's high quality. Your face
1: is a little checkered too. There, I don't. Yeah, know. I, think little, I think it's. I think it's a little
0: pixelated because they stretched it so big or it's something. A little don't pixelated don't there. God bless America.
1: All right, here we go. We Se- like things bigger and better. That's it. <laughs> section. Uh, section. Se- segment, segment one. Section ten. Let's do segment. <laughs> let's do segment one for, in section. That. While we're in section ten, we'll do segment one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh. <coughs> can't have that. Yeah, you can't.
0: <coughs> Excuse me, audience. I apologize. can't
1: have that. You're to start that all over again. Maybe it it's Halloween. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.0048897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- two zero three one one six five with me today we have our returning grand champion that being john ingram from prosperity home loans welcome back john hello world and yes. john, and john has an nmls number which means he can do loans Thank and you. his nmls number being five five two five nine six
0: the lawyers are happy
1: yep now yep now everybody's got 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 all that disclosure stuff out of the way let's talk about real estate a little bit yeah um i found this article john i want to talk to you about this first i found right. this article i think it's an interesting article and it was in the rj uh, it was written by Patrick Blannerhassett, who's writing for the RJ. He's writing all their, their real estate stuff now. And the headline Did is: "Something happened to Eli." Yeah, Eli got promoted. I think oh. he got promoted out of real estate, and now he's a, he's a field reporter. He does what's, what's above real estate.
0: I mean, there's like literally uh,
1: nothing. Good point. Maybe right. it was demotion. Oh, it might have been a demotion. Well,
0: if that's the case, let's not talk about it. Okay, then, never, right. mind, man, never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Uh, Patrick Eli got promoted.
1: Patrick got promoted into real estate. Good, good for Patrick. <laughs> and uh, the headline of this article is: Why does Wall Street want to buy your house? Mm. And uh, in the article, they're talking about how hedge funds are buying up property across the United States, particularly here in the Southwest. Um, And it it says, and in the I'm going to read a couple stats out of the article. Investors and hedge funds currently own roughly eighty thousand single family homes in Clark County, which is fourteen percent of our five hundred sixty three thousand. Fourteen percent belonging to hedge funds. You know that's not just investors; that's hedge funds, and they they determine a hedge fund to have five or more homes.
0: Who uh, purchased five or more homes in a in a year?
1: One entity, yes, right, yes, yeah. yes. So, um, and and they've made literally ten percent of all home purchases in the county since nineteen eighty eight. So you know they've also sold a lot of product then too they're not they're not just buying they're selling too so, so they there was a lot of buying in 2008 2009 mm-hmm. you know when the prices were so low a lot well of, that's
0: that's where it really kicked off at least in my experience
1: indeed and that's um, and and truthfully there was a there was a usefulness to that type of buying because the market was so uh depleted right at that oversold point oversold and, and, and yeah. they just
0: they weren't a ton of people capable of buying at that time right
1: indeed and so they they filled a the void at yes. that time which yes. was which was necessary and appropriate and as part of capitalism it, I understood it at the time yeah. my concern at the time was as it is now was I just don't want Wall Street turning residential housing into a commodity I just mm-hmm. don't want that to happen because you and I can you and I I know we'll agree on this is that we think we see housing as one of the one of the best opportunities for individuals to grow personal wealth yes and if they take that away I mean, there's it it, it. it turns everybody into yeah.
0: You know, I, I don't think that let's see, Wall Street is 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 not good or evil, right? It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. It's not there to try to do good things for people or bad things for people. It's just trying to make money. Exactly. And, and this in and canon will make the money over time. But the idea of turning us into a nation of renters—that's a terrible thing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, and because ultimately, there's unlimited money <clears throat> for Wall Street. Yep. To be able to acquire as many properties as they are able and and desire to um, it's just it 's an unlimited pocketbook when there is no other that I can think of unlimited pocketbook to compete against them us as individuals as people we have a limit we can't we can 't go to Wall Street and issue stock right and say i 'm going to use this stock to buy houses for myself right that 's not what that 's what they get to do yeah it 's not what what we get to do right yeah um so it it's dangerous and 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 i you know i then we've talked about this before i have concern with the idea that if they're out there taking up 10 to 15% of the homes being sold in a given year and they do that for enough years eventually they own the entire pie yeah because new construction doesn't put out an extra 10 or 15% of homes uh, each year, they no. don't build that many, right? Right. Um, and so there's there's nothing to, to keep it under control, and it's it's one of the things that I I sort of wish for the world, the United States, to come up with a good idea to be able to keep that restrained in a positive way.
1: I heard uh, the idea that uh, there would be additional taxes to anybody owning more than 100 homes, mm-hmm. any one entity owning more than 100 homes. I don't think that's the solution. I think you know they—they'll just create a bunch of entities. Yeah, I mean that's sure, that's, that's, that's a silly solution. thing. I mean, yeah. you know, to, to do to do something on that order. But I think that there does need to be some some ability for for individuals to, to be able to buy homes. I don't I don't want to diminish that. Now, listen, you might you're sitting out there thinking if you listen to the show all the time, you know this is true. I'm not saying this just because I'm a realtor. I'm saying this because I'm a realtor. I can sell to investors. I'm happy to do it. Sure. But my but what part of the reason we do this program is to we. Is, is to is to make the real estate process a little less daunting for people. Mm-hmm. And I want I don't want people afraid of it. And I don't want them to be priced out of it either. Sure. Now, so I think it's really important to build personal wealth and I, I'm a big fan of it and that's why we talk about it all the time. So I'm I am concerned. I don't think the numbers to me, the numbers don't reflect a concern I mean, if you're talking about 10% or 14% of the market is owned by uh, well, I, Wall can, Street.
0: Can I just say, I'm concerned. I'm not scared yet.
1: Right. Okay. That's fair. I,
0: I can see like a bad ending to that right. if, it, if it's allowed to be unrestrained right. or, or uncontrolled. You could have some really unintended consequences. The,
1: here's the thing. If we talk about just this pure capitalism, let's just talk about it on pure sure. capitalistic... Investors got to make money on the house. They can't buy a house and lose money. Right. They're not going to do that. Okay, so so part of me is encouraged by the fact that they're focused on our market, you know, Las Vegas, because they see Sundown upside cities for sure. They see upside in our market, and I and I, I agree with them on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we talk about it purely from an individual house perspective, an individual buyer should be able to outbid an investor every time. An owner occupant, and I know when I'm talking with sellers. I would Mm. express to my sellers that the best buyer for us is an owner-occupant because they're going to be willing to pay a little bit more than an investor. An investor has a number that they cannot exceed because they've got to get a certain return. A homeowner doesn't have that same concern because they're going to be in the home for a while. They can can deal with a lower level of return. Not that they don't want any return. They do want some return. But they can deal with a lower level of return over an extended period of time. That's our saving grace. I think that's the thing that saves us from this problem long term. I hope. I mean, I, I'm, I'm. We're we're, we're speculating yeah, here. Yeah, we don't yeah, really you're
0: spitballing know. spitballing on that. Okay. I, my my additional layer inside that is, is the cost of capital for Wall Street is significantly lower <laughs> than what I have as Joe Schmo on the street. True. Like when I have to go out and and take out a mortgage in the sevens, right. And Wall Street's able to get that money at a half percent, right? They win.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. Economies it's, it's, of scale. Yeah. It's yeah. not
0: a totally level playing field in that way because they have different sources of the money and they'll come in and pay cash for the house. Right. They have no op right. debt on it. Right. And it becomes a matter of how much rent does that kick off? And, oh, by the way, I control the rents because I have 30,000 homes and, oh, yeah. and now I can have an influence in regards to the rental marketplace. We saw we saw a pattern or a, a little run there where rents were going up 18% in a year.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, they've only recently turned over and softened in our market. Right. Yep. Where, where you've got a little of that back, but they still grabbed and I'm just making this number up, but they might've grabbed 10 years of rate increases over 2020 and 2021. Yep. Right there. They got 10 years worth of improvements yeah. built in. So to give back a bit of that is is still a huge win for them. Right.
1: Yeah. No, that's a great point. I mean, and, and, but the real estate market is, is um, you know, over time always does well. Over time, it's, you know, maybe yeah. the most stable investment you could possibly make. And that's why we like it for individuals. That's why we like it there. So Wall Street's recognizing that. Historically true, yeah. And looking for that stability, perhaps, in something that they know is going to continue to grow. Um, and, and so, look, we understand it. They're looking mm-hmm. to put their money where they're going to get good return. That's what they're looking to of do. Of course, right. We, that's what, that's, like you said, they're about money.
0: Well, and, and, uh, and on the way to them owning... <laughs> On the way to them owning the market, the people that are in the market will benefit from that, indeed. Because every home yeah. less that that, and here's the piece I, I think we haven't said this uh, said yet, which is in a very large percentage, the the houses that Wall Street buys, they're forever removed from the normal yeah. buy and sale pool. That's true. They're yeah. just finally stripped out because what they'll do is when they're ready to sell that investment, they'll sell their entire like portfolio of loans. Right. Here's 3,000 homes we're selling across the country, right. and now this next Wall Street fund comes in and buys that package from me. It doesn't go out for John and Jane Doe to be able to buy.
1: Indeed. You're exactly right. Hey, listen, guys. We're coming up on a break. We're in a couple commercials. We'll be back in just a few moments. I mean, there's more we can do on that, but I'm, I'm thinking that's good. That's we've said what we need to say. There, uh, I but, think so too. Yeah. So now we'll talk about your, your thoughts about the process of determining when it's a good time to buy.
0: Sure. Okay. Like you're out there thinking you're potentially interested in buying a house. How can you figure out whether it's the right time or not?
1: Gotcha. All right, let's do that. Here we go. Segment two. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas real estate. Now we're here every Saturday at 11am. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at seven zero two. Two zero three one one six five again that's 702-203-1165. Oh, look at that music music to boot uh, in, in case you didn't know that's John Ingram from Prosperity
0: Home, home Loans uh, yes voluntarily uh, or not yes. yes there it is uh,
1: I, John's always good for that support when I'm reading my my my
0: what do you b- call break-ins us? you know well yeah,
1: know. you know the What's resets the or whatever job? yeah uh, anyway
0: well before the break we were talking case about Casey would know just
1: saying uh, yeah well. I'm no Casey Kasem. Um, I don't think he's still around anymore. Uh, Yeah, I think he's best away. I think he's best away. Anyway, okay.
0: Um, Anyway. You don't have the looks for Ryan Seacrest, so I'm sticking (laughs) with Casey Kasem. I have
1: have a face for radio. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. All right, sorry. All right, here we go. Um, So we were talking before the break about how Wall Street wants to buy your house. Now I want to talk about regular folks buying a house. Let's talk about... You know, the There's process. someone out there who's interested. Well, let's hope so, I mean, because that's what we really need. I, you know, if if they're thinking, what what do they need to be thinking about right now? If they're thinking about buying a house, what's their what's, what's right, name, what should right. be bouncing around
0: in their heads? Sure, sure. I love the I love the question. So you're a person out there, and you think you might be interested in purchasing a home for yourself. Uh, I, I've got like sort of three questions. That I think the average person can ask themselves to determine whether or not it's the right time for them to buy a house. Okay, great. So pretty easy. One, straightforward here. Uh, Question number one, do you feel you are financially stable? Okay. Are you in a job that's at risk where you could be laid off? Are you in a position where your finances are already stretched and you know, you're know you just holding on those type of things? Do you consider yourself to be financially stable? If the answer is yes, wonderful. You're able to put a little money in savings each month, these type of things. Um, that's great. So first, if the first answer on the first question is yes, great. Let's move to question number two. Okay. Question number two is, if you were to buy a home, do you think you could keep it five years or more? Right. So do you have the time frame Good for ownership, right? Um, and the, the, so that just goes to, it takes a certain amount of time for you to be able to own a house to let the the average and typical appreciation rates um, to allow you to get into that house and out of that house without losing money.
1: Yeah, and right? I like that number of five years, John, because that's really a safe number. It is. It's, yeah. it's
0: padded a little high, right? Hopefully yeah. you'll make a couple of bucks. Right. Um, but that's that's kind of the standard. I think will will work in the very long run. Um, you, you
1: likely could make money or at least break even in three. True. You likely true. not always, but likely. And it going to five, you know, you're going to be fine.
0: Yeah, three yeah. to five years, you're good there. Yep. And then, so, if the answer is yes to that, great. All right. And then question number three is, can you afford the payment on the houses that you're looking at? So I need. I'm just making this up, but my family, we need three bedrooms, we need two baths, we need to be in this area. If the payment on that house that meets your family's needs is one you can actually afford, Mm -hmm. then you're in. Then, yes, now is the right time. I don't care what interest rates are. I don't care what home prices are. If the answer to those three questions are yes, then, yes, now is the time for you to buy. There's no reason you should be waiting or, or putting this off.
1: Yep. The um, I like the three questions. You know, my my statement over the last uh, eight nine months to people was: Look, if you can find a home that you like and you can afford it, buy it. And, and, that, and that's yeah. I, I boiled it down to that one, which is kind of like your third question. Yeah. It's it to me, it's about understanding the nature of home ownership versus not owning a home. That's mm-hmm. that's part of the problem that we're seeing right now is, is that rentals are looking very attractive to people. Because the cost per month is a little lower now sure. than home ownership, where before you
0: could actually own a home and have pay less than you did on a rental. That was the headline a lot of people were sold. Yes. Right, right. I didn't see it very often, to be perfectly honest, yeah. where the rent was actually higher than what the person was paying for the house. But that, for me, is not the core argument. It's not right. like... that's. Part of your house payment is paying down the loan, is, is exactly. building you wealth in that yes. house, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, whereas your rent is, as I've said to you in the past, rent is 100% interest. There you go. Yep. You get zero from it.
1: No. You yeah. just get
0: the roof with you're the paying, head over You're your head. paying
1: your landlord's mortgage, right. basically. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, no, I think those. Are, that's great three questions. We've got to share that. We'll share that with everybody uh, so you can follow up on that. And think about it yourself. If you're financially sound, number one. Yeah.
0: Uh, number two. You feel you're financially stable. Right, financially stable. Can you keep the house that three to five-year mark? Right. And then the number three is can you afford the payment, afford whatever it? it might be?
1: Right. That's it. And, and if, the, if you answer yes to all those three questions, you should be buying a house. Absolutely. You shouldn't be thinking about what's the interest rate. You should be thinking about, I can afford it. Let me buy it.
0: Yeah, let me let me take you there because this is one of the more interesting things in in our media in general. They they love to sell the doom and gloom, and, I, and the great example of this yeah. is is think about. Had the last time you were you were watching the news and they, they were talking about how home prices had been rising as if that was a terrible thing. Right. Oh, my God, it's so much worse. Home prices continue to rise. That's so terrible for people. It's actually a wonderful thing for everybody that owns a house. <laughs> exactly. So why is it only bad, right? right? right. So because bad is bad news looks, is what we listen that to.
1: That bad sells.
0: Yeah, bad sells. Right. So here's here's two sort of facts. That I want to share with people that I think are um, that you just don't get through the normal media. So let's start with um, I want to wait for home prices to decline, and then I'll buy. Right, I'm, I'm going to wait for the dip in the house prices. Right, all right. So love this. Here we go. Since 1943, whoa, home prices have gone up 73 of those years. Okay, they've gone down seven of those years. Wow, and they were flat once. Wow. So okay. eighty one years. So yeah. nineteen forty three to now. Yeah. Seventy three years they went up. Wow. But you're gonna bet on the one of the seven where it went <laughs> down in that in that eighty one year time frame. Right. right? Right. That's a losing bet. Absolutely. The casino would take that bet from you all day long, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. So Um, I love to to sort of put that in perspective. Yeah, we can look at all these like micro issues like, oh, the rates are so high, that's going to have home prices decline. Well, historically, we've had higher interest rates in the past. We've had 18% mortgages in the past. That's right. right. Um, And even accounting for that Carter administration, right? (laughs) Yes. Seven of of those years, you saw home prices decline at a national level. Right. So not a winning bet. So that's one side of it. The other side of the coin is, I want to wait for interest rates to decline. That's when I'll buy. Okay, separate from the idea of whether or not the interest rates make it unaffordable for you. Right. If it's unaffordable, you, you can't be buying. Do you don't know have a choice I, in the matter. 100%. Right. But let's say today's interest rates are, affo- like, you can afford it, but you're morally. <laughs> and, and you're
1: remembering of, 3%.
0: Yeah, and you have that sort of, like, how could it be logical for me to do this? Um, yeah. I would give you this suggestion. For every 1% decline in interest rates, Approximately 3 million more people qualify for a $400,000 house. There you go. So you waiting for that 1% or 2% decline in interest rates. Yeah. What's that going to do for your competition in buying the house? Indeed. Indeed. And if there's more competition, what's that going to do to the price of the house? Bingo. Are you going to be able to get the price lower or do you think it might be higher? Think, right. Yeah. yeah. And, and paying more for the house is typically more expensive for you than right. the interest rate difference. Right. The price right. won't change
1: yeah. over time. The interest rate might. And you could always refi later. Yeah. So, yes, you, you have to you have to bear that in mind. Yeah. I, I've been saying this too. My, my comment to buyers who say, hey, gee, I'm waiting for interest rates to fall down. I said, you're not the only one. A hundred percent. You know, everybody, there's a lot of people on the sideline right now waiting for interest rates to come down a little bit, and they're all going to jump in, and yep. then the inventory is going to fall down, and, and you're going to have a buyer, buyer frenzy, competition.
0: Total seller's market, and yep. you're going to get your head ripped off on the other side. Exactly right. Um, this is real. And, and and I got one more sort of number I can give you in, inside this that I think is is interesting. Um, let's imagine you were waiting for interest rates to decline, and a 1% decline in interest rate on a $400,000 house is about $250 a month of payment difference. Okay. So your payment would be, if the interest rate was 1% lower, you'd pay about $250 less per month. If you take that $250 over a year, that's about $3,000 in additional payments you would have paid through the year. Right. The other side of this equation is, what happens to home values? The national projection right now says, we're gonna see home prices rise just under six percent the current projection is five point eight percent right so that four hundred thousand dollar house right a year from now it's worth maybe about six percent more right that's twenty four thousand dollars more that you're going to pay for that house right in order to save the three thousand dollars in payments <laughs> that's a great what's discussion. what's a logical decision whoops there?
1: whoops right yeah, great point
0: point. and at the end of the day and, and, and i know we hammered on this before is the, the mortgage is replaceable. That's not what you're buying. Right. The mortgage is the tool. The house is what you're buying. That's it. The house is the only thing that's permanent.
1: Outstanding. Hey, guys, we're coming up on another break. We're in a couple commercials. We got a lot more to talk about. John and I are going to be talking more about this whole process of buying. I think it's important that we talk to you guys about that. So stay tuned. Okay. We'll be back in just a minute. Yeah, let's stay on that. Yeah. That was really good. Is it was good? I love the three questions. Thank you. I love the three questions. Yeah. It will be a good video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we'll go right into segment three. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- 203 203-1165. With me now in studio, we have John Ingram from Prosperity Home Loans. And we were talking yep. about the things that buyers need to be considering as they're out there wondering whether or not now's a good time to buy or should I wait? Mm-hmm. And I think you made some brilliant points and important points for people to understand because there's a there's a sense that we're gee, we're gonna well, I want to get back to those three percent mortgages as a buyer. How can I do that? You, you, you're not going to see that, guys. Yeah, you're just there's, not. there's not a
0: standard mechanical way for you to do that. No,
1: we're not going to be able to get you there. But here's the thing we can do. We, we can start getting you to buy the home, uh, get yourself on the path to home ownership, and then you're, you're going to be loving life. Because truth of the matter is, is that's the most important thing you can do for yourself, in my mind, in my my opinion. It's the most important thing you can do do for yourself for personal wealth building buy your own home, pay your own mortgage instead of paying someone else's mortgage. Yeah, the sooner
0: you start doing that, the sooner you're in the game and you have a chance to win. Yeah, exactly. Right? If you don't actually get in the game, you have no chance to win. You'll always be getting further and further behind.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and the first one's the hardest one. We all yep, know that. Yep, I say that is. all the time. The first one's the hard because you got to write a check. After that first one, you're not writing checks anymore because you're just using the equity from your old yeah, house and putting in the you're new just house, rolling
0: it forward, just for move sure.
1: it forward. You're not going to have to write that big check. You yeah. to roll that equity over. There's
0: there's sort of two thoughts that 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 I want to add into this. One is, it's I think a smart move to figure out however and whatever compromise you need to make to be able to get into the first house. And and I, I get it that affordability is the largest driver. It's the biggest resistance points. Is it actually affordable? And I would tell you, make whatever compromise you can mm-hmm. in regards to the property so that you own something. Right. Better to buy, I'm just making this up, a, a, a three bedroom condo mm-hmm. And because it's the right price, it's something you could afford, instead of waiting for that four-bedroom house, right? right? If the three-bedroom condo can work, if it meets the minimum that you need, get yourself in the game. Right.
1: Yeah, and then five years, you can get the bigger house. You right. can go you for can, that. You'll work up. You, yeah. It's,
0: it's an absolutely historically normal path, right? Yep. And, then, and then the other thought I wanted to give you is the whole interest rate idea, like I want to wait for interest rates to fall. Um, well, there's there's if you were to do it right now, there's three things that could happen. One is interest rates could stay the same, right? And they right. never go down. They're always this seven something that you're seeing in the world today. Right. If that's the case, you're a genius. Yeah. Because you own the house sooner than, rather than later. You didn't wait for things to fall. And then that never happens and you never bought. Right. If interest rates fall, you're smart because you bought the house And you get to refinance down, potentially, assuming your finance was allowed and all those different asterisks, right? Right. And in the third case, you're also a genius. If interest rates go higher, (laughs) you got it when it was down here. Yeah. Right? Yep. The same way you'd have been a genius had you bought the house when you could have got it at 3% or 2.75. Right. You were smart then, and you're smart today.
1: Yeah. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, yeah. you know, move on, guys. Time to move on. Yeah. Go back, you know. If you're an owner now, you know, we talk about sellers. We It's a different, it's a totally different equation. But when we're talking about yeah. buyers, you need to get in the game. This, I mean, one of the reasons we do this program is to hopefully convince you guys uh, that home ownership is important, that you understand that it's not just about uh, having a place that you can paint any color you like—it's about sure. building personal financial wealth. And it's—and to me, the most important is the thing that's that I've accomplished in my own personal life. Starting, like you said, I started with a three-bedroom mm-hmm. townhome. You know, then we moved up to a, a three-bedroom single-family home, yep. and then you know we've moved up over time. And and now been able to bu- bu- uh, build and buy a, a bigger home, but my son did the same thing. He started with a little three bedroom townhome. Mm-hmm. Now he's in a nice single family home out in Summerlin. And and when he, as his family grows, he'll get a bigger house. But he doesn't have to write a check anymore. Right? He'll be able to take the equity he's built in that home and go to another home. If you're if you're out there and you're young and you say, I'm just going to rent, I don't want to mess with that stuff. This we're trying to tell you guys. Look, you, you need to be thinking hard. Think hard about buying a home. Don't don't dismiss it. Don't just say, yeah, I'm just going to rent. It's easy. Yeah, it it is easy. It's easy for you to be making money for somebody (laughs) else. It's really easy for that. But home ownership is not that difficult. It's not. The process of buying a home, yes, you're going to be tested and tried and and all that stuff. But when you come out of it, you're going to feel like a million bucks. I mean, because you
0: own a home. You might be worth a million bucks.
1: And you might end up being worth (laughs) a million bucks. That's exactly right. Over time, you will be worth a million bucks. Um,
0: I, I think, you know, ultimately, as soon as you get to the... A financially stable place right you 're yeah. a young person you 're getting going you 're just in whatever job you can get at that time no mm-hmm. it 's not the right time I get it right but once you find your path forward, something that you 're going to be doing as a career yeah. and and you get that stability you should I, I, I think you would absolutely benefit from focusing on okay let me get into home ownership next
1: yeah it used to be a given i mean in, in my generation before mine that home ownership was always a goal mm-hmm. always was a goal i mean mm-hmm. we, we never thought about any i mean in terms of housing we always thought gee, i want to buy a house i that's now it's not so much and the, the thought process has gone away from that in in later generations of the idea oh i'm just going to rent it's easy you know i don't have to worry about it and yeah, I, I've, I've
0: heard that i don't know that the statistics are going to bear it out like, okay the like there was a, a moment in time when we were the, the statisticians were looking at the millennials, saying, "Hey, they're not following the same patterns. They're stay they're living at home with their parents, yeah. they, you know, this kind of thing." But it appears that the data is starting to show that they're going to be like the other generations before.
1: That is true. I've heard you know? I've heard that's coming around, and I've yeah. seen evidence of that. We've we both seen evidence sure. of that, and that's true. And, I, and it's unfair for me to say it other, other than the fact that I think it was like that, and maybe they are coming out of it. But I think, and maybe we're responsible for that. Maybe this radio show is the oh, thing. I was
0: going to say, you as parents, yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> definitely. Me as parents, yeah, parents as parents, no you, doubt. You're definitely responsible. No, no doubt that uh, your. Son but I'm, I'm going to yeah. say
1: that the radio show should take some take some uh, credit for this because, oh. you know, this is what we talk about all the time. Is mm-hmm. is is if if you're young, think about buying a home. And and your three questions today were brilliant. I thought they were outstanding because it just makes the most most sense. And when you're looking at. Everyone's focused on interest rates right now. Yeah. That's what they're focused yeah. on, and it's the wrong thing to be focused on. It is, it, and, and it, it's distracting you, and it's it's giving you an excuse right. not to buy. Right, and I think that's a mistake.
0: And it's too easy for you to, to for the average person to sit around and talk with their non expert friends. Oh yeah, who are. Believing they're an expert, right? right, and knowing what's right and wrong and this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's just it's just a bad narrative in, in my mind. None of us like the interest rates this high. No. But the world is seen higher. The world is seen lower. Yeah. And the world will continue to turn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's But the interest rate, as I, as I go back to this, the interest rate's not the point. Exactly. The interest rate is the tool yeah. for the house. Right. The house is the point.
1: Right. And later on, you can sharpen the tool. Yeah. You can sharpen Actually, it. And squeeze if something it a better bit.
0: comes along, yep. you'll you'll hopefully go to that. If things get worse, you're going to be so glad you got it from now. You, you know?
1: know, I own my home. And when I first bought my, the home I'm in now, when I first bought the home, I would think my interest rate was like 6.5%. I was able to refi it at one of the lower rates, mm-hmm. and so now I'm very happy with the rate I've sure. got. And there's nothing to say that in the future you won't have the same opportunity at some point in the right. future. Right. And like you said, if it goes up, it goes down. Stays the same doesn't matter. Right. Owning the home is the most important part at this point. Yeah, and if you can afford it, you got to be able to afford it.
0: I, I will say it's a little bit um, it. It's um, a bad thought process to think that. I'm going to wait for, I'm just making this up, but the 3%s to come back. Yeah. We'd never seen 3% before. No. Right? That was not a normal circumstance. Mm-mm. The fact that we broke into the twos was only because of what the COVID crisis did, yep. the Federal Reserve cutting and stimulating the, 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 the crud out of the world, right? Right? And, and the, the nation drove the interest rates down to that point. That should have never happened, right? right? Except for an emergency. Yeah. So what you're saying to me, if you're waiting for, 3% again, is you're waiting for the next emergency. You're waiting for
1: another pandemic. Will your
0: life be in good shape if that
1: happens? Yeah, God forbid we get another pandemic. I mean, you may not even survive it, for <laughs> yeah, crying out loud.
0: If it's a zombie apocalypse, loans <laughs> are going to be hard to get, I tell That's you right. right now. That's right, yeah. We're going to have a whole different thing.
1: The zombie apocalypse is a pro- could be a problem for for. For home ownership in general. For
0: home ownership in general. It could be a That's problem. Right.
1: I, I don't disagree with that comment. Um, look, look uh, we're coming up on another <laughs> break, uh, having referenced zombie apocalypse, and which we rarely do on this show. We probably should talk about it we more, John. We should do more. We I should do more, more about more that. seriously. Um, but listen, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. You know what I want to talk about in the final segment is Summerlin. Oh, please
0: tell us. I oh, want to talk okay. about
1: Summerlin because you know we've been talking about the last few few she shows. She
0: was a real B-word to me last time we were together.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All so. right. We'll, we'll, we'll address that, too. Yeah, let's talk about her. Guys, stay right. tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> so she was
0: really Well, I didn't. I, I don't think I knew this. That that it's named after Howard Hughes' grandmother. That's right. Summerlin. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Summerlin was her Jean last name.
1: Amelia Summerlin. That was her name. Yep. It was named after his grandmother. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't know that until I read the article. Yeah. Each I've yeah.
1: talked about it before. I have talked about Summerlin and his grandmother before.
0: All right, well you're you know more than some other people sometimes. Well, I took so, I took
1: Summerlin classes. You, well, yeah. when I first became a realtor, they had like Summerlin classes. <laughs> they did. I mean, we went out there and they and they and I think it was, they gave a CE for that too. Honestly, oh. I think I got general CE for Summerlin classes. Okay,
0: uh, which was yeah, it was cool. They were
1: teaching you if you're rich, you live here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like, how did that become like the most desirable yeah, area of town?
1: It makes you want. That's all. Yeah. Like not downtown or something. Right?
0: There's a lot of good reasons for it. There's a uh, lot. Of, I'm a Green Valley guy. I like. Okay. Well, cool. the first master plan, plan community in in Las Vegas. There you, you go. Know. Green Valley. Green Valley was ahead of Yeah. What about what about Spring Valley? It says, it says that in the article. Spring Valley, I don't consider it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was considered master plan. That's
1: probably true. That's probably true.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, all right.
1: So here we go. Segment four.
0: <clears throat> Who knew we had four?
1: <laughs> Here we go.
0: I was going to tell you. <laughs> right. I'm
1: sorry. Perfect timing. I, I, had a,
0: I, had a, I had a joke. I was going to get into that last segment as oh. far as, like, I was going to say that I've had six texts while we were off the air, and they're all wondering why you cut me off. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <Okay. laughs> Anyways, Bunch of
1: Yeah, tell your mom to stop texting you every 20 Oops. seconds okay she's loyal <laughs> i like it all right here we go Thank segment you. four yeah welcome back i'm harvey blankfeld you're listening to las vegas real estate now we're here every saturday at 11 a.m you ever have a question or an idea for the program please call or text me at 702-203-1165 again that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in the studio, we have John Ingram here from Prosperity Home Loans. And John, I wanted to talk a little bit about Summerlin. There was a great article in the paper this past week. Okay, uh, and it was again written by Patrick Blenner-Hassett. Uh He's uh, he's now writing prolifically on uh, uh, real estate for the RJ. And it and and it's um is that that's prolifically that, yeah that's okay and right okay um, and it was uh, uh, the Summerlin. I've talked about this before, but I might as well reiterate it. Named after Howard Hughes's paternal grandmother, Jean Amelia Summerlin.
0: Um, it's, Do we even know if he was close with her or not? Because right. they named it after he was gone, right? I'm no, I think no. Sure. He, he, he was still around. You oh no, no, he no. He, 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 and he.
1: It was he was the one who gave it that name. What
0: when, year when he die? I don't. I'm sorry, I don't know this.
1: I, we didn't prep. Well, that. he bought it in 1952. Uh, right. thirty thousand acres for three dollars an acre. I'll take it. Okay,
0: I could I could match that.
1: <laughs> um, each each acre there is now valued at 1.27 million.
0: Yeah, What's that's a nice return. That, that's a nice
1: return. That's a pretty good return. Yeah, see,
0: 1976, I was two years old.
1: Oh, that's when he passed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was a little older then. I was in high school at that yeah. point, so yeah. we won't talk about that that much anyway. Anyway, yeah.
0: please ask Harvey about his age when you see him. Yes, right.
1: um, but he, you know, he bought it, and I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he named it before, you know, before he, he passed, and and it, it became it became operational in the early 80s. Um it became so it only Yeah,
0: right. They started to do the build out on they it. They started
1: stuff. to do the build out at that point. Um I thought
0: his research in that article was really good. It's like I was interested in the fact that okay, as part of the whole thing, they donated over five hundred acres for mm. roads and, and easements and right, stuff. Right. And then the the Howard Hughes Corporation also donated the excavation right. of of the various parts of it, which is cool. Like that was like sixty million dollars they saved the city. Now yeah sure there's a reason for it right it wasn't like oh i'm here 60 million dollars for free it was, no no this is going to make our stuff way more valuable and and we'll make lots of money right?
1: and i think it worked yeah it <laughs> seemed it, like
0: to seem like a good plan. i think
1: he's he's done very well with it um you know uh, look i i'm, I'm excited about so, i mean i live on the west we talk about this all the time it's the east side west side thing right mm. you know there is a, it's, it's funny when people move to las vegas whenever buyers are coming here they they yeah. mention two possible places that they want to live Summerlin and Green Valley? Summerlin and Henderson is what they okay, say. They Henderson. don't say Green Valley specifically. Okay. They say Henderson. Right. Because they think Henderson is another, they think it's another master plan, Right. <laughs> unfortunately. But it's it's a city here, but
0: uh, yeah. nonetheless. Not that's, all of it was master
1: plan. <laughs> not all of it was master plan. No, indeed. Yeah. Uh, but that's what happens. So, and so the, the funny thing to me is always this, is that once they choose a side, they're loyal to their side. Oh, sure. West side, east side. It's very, I mean, the Strip yeah. is a river and nary ne- 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 do we ever cross it. We mm. just don't do it and and so when you become loyal to like you're very loyal to green valley i where, am and
0: i consider that south not east but okay okay yeah i mean the oh, southern part of the valley I mean. well
1: yeah if you we could divide the valley into quadrants really we yeah, could that's say, true southeast we, we could say that and and then but someone occupies both northwest and southwest to a certain extent to a certain yeah yeah, yeah. so it's it's really the far west and so that's why I, that's why i do east west because someone's on the far west side of the valley and, and 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 it's you know if not the most popular master play in the country, it's certainly one of the top
0: oh sure and it's true I get uh, when even like the people ask me I opinion as a time, from time to time and mm-hmm. and that's what they ask about is Summerlin and, and yeah. Henderson for sure
1: yeah I mean when people they hear about Summerlin yeah. and and the, and it gets good word of mouth and you know they have the golf tournament there every year, and the golf tournament gets national t- TV re- uh representation and and that's what started it was the golf tournament in terms of where I lived in Baltimore I oh. heard about Summerlin. From the golf tournament. Oh, is that right? You know, TPC at Summerlin. Sure. And so you thought, oh, that sounds like a cool place. But then the word gets around, and as now we've got, I don't know, how many people are living in Summerlin? It's a, it's a pretty big population out there, but when people move to Las Vegas, that's the first thing they think about. Um, and he, he sold 2500 the originally to, to to Del Webb to build Sun City right. Summerlin. Sun City. They were, yeah. Which is one of the prominent. Premier, yes. Yeah,
0: retirement. Communities, I guess,
1: and now we have you know Sun Cities all over the valley. Yeah, Sun City Anthem, Sun City Anthem, Sun, Sun. City Aliante, Aliante, right? Uh, yeah. There's a if yeah. yep, they're all over the valley. And you're the realtor, you should know. I- <laughs> I don't know. There's you know, there's all kinds of those things. Is
0: there Sun City Nellis Air Force Base? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that.
1: I don't think they call it that though. Oh, <laughs> they okay. call it something else. Um, <laughs> but now there's there are there are 55 and older communities outside of Sun City too. There's there's ones that aren't Sun City and thank gosh. but still 55 and older and they have age restrictions. Some it's of the us only are sensitive to the sun. It's the hmm. only legally acceptable discrimination.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's like a reverse thing. And the same thing in my world, the mortgages. I'm not allowed to use age as a factor other than the right. legal age of consent, right? You've got to be 18 right. or right. older to right. sign the legal documents. But right. I'm not allowed to use your age as a filter for whether or not I can give you a 30-year mortgage right. or those type of things. So, so if I'm Unless 97 years old, I can still sign for a 30-year mortgage. 100% you can, yep. right? Yeah. But it, it is allowable to say only people above this age, like 62, are eligible for reverse mortgages.
1: Well, there you go. Again, I don't know. you younger than that,
0: I'm, disc- I'm allowed to discriminate against you on <laughs> That's that That's
1: it. Those are the only legally acceptable uh, levels of discrimination, for sure. Um, okay, so and they they were the first ones to do the the CID,
0: right? That was interesting too. So
1: so they built all they built a lot of infrastructure, but then the city wanted to uh, to, to basically charge them for additional infrastructure which happened. So they so they, they needed did, roads
0: and you know they
1: needed they needed all that stuff. Sewers and roads. So, yeah, and,
0: exactly. Water and natural right. gas lines. And,
1: so, the, so the city of Las Vegas started charging them, and they started passing the cost directly to the client, directly to the, to the home buyer. The consumer, yeah. And that's how we got the CID. That's how Which we,
0: stands for?
1: Special Improvement District. Thank you. yes um,
0: I think of it as a temporary tax.
1: It is. It's a temporary tax because it does go away in time. You pay a certain amount every 10 six years, months whatever, yeah. for about 10 to 15 years, and then you're done with it, and it goes away. And it's usually assumable when you sell the home. Usually the buyer picks it up. So you don't have to pay it off to sell it. Usually, it's just assumed as part of the sale process.
0: I'd say it's a negotiable item. It
1: is negotiable, Um, (laughs) like everything in a deal is negotiable. Everything, everything is negotiable. The normal thing would be to have it assumed, Um, but you know, Howard Hughes Corporation. Owned it, then they sold it, then they got it back. Is basically what yeah, happened. As part over of a time.
0: bankruptcy, it's spun back. I don't know that like they got it back, but they just used, reused the Howard Hughes name again,
1: right? Ex- that's true. Yeah. Exactly right.
0: That has a certain brand image to it, which yeah. you, is your overall impression of Howard Hughes as a as a name. Is it a positive image of the brand? Oh uh,
1: Clearly, yeah. Uh, it's I,
0: funny because he's a, he's a nut job, right? Well, he, well, yeah. He's a crazy man. In his, yeah. in
1: his later years, he was a germaphobe and and yeah. uh, and and he. You know, I've, I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean,
0: we all seen Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio with, Leo. with jars of pee, yeah. and stuff in the house, <laughs> yeah. uh, and only one to drink milk or I don't know what the story is, but yeah. Um, no, he in the story is like he had to buy the Desert Inn because he had basically taken up residence there right. and didn't want to just have them f- have to follow their rules. Right. So he bought the place. So he bought the whole thing, yeah, so he this, could live upstairs. And then he became yeah. part of the casino industry here,
1: right? Yeah. And, and you know, look, uh, his forward thinking was integral. Forward thinking. Integral in, in the growth of Las Vegas. I mean, you think about it. The guy right. bought the West End of the Valley for $90,000. Holy moly.
0: Yeah, that uh, it's it's unbelievable, right?
1: You know, you, you got to give him credit, and so 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 he was a brilliant man. But yes, in his later years, he kind of lost it. Do you
0: think we're seeing that again right now in Perump? Like, are we going to see fifty years from now the geniuses in Perump who have purchased this very economical land out there? Yeah. Uh, as as being, they're the next Howard Hughes. What do you think, P Town? What?
1: what do you think, P Town, Carly? Yeah. No, no, not you know, Carly. Think Carly doesn't think so. You know, yeah. um, I think Perump has has uh, already not done enough planning in advance to, to oh. be able to accommodate a, a master plan like summerland oh, they do have some master plans down there they do have some nice and some mm-hmm. beautiful communities some mm-hmm. wonderful built some wonderful homes but they didn't they weren't thinking ahead uh, far enough because this valley's already pretty much filled out sparsely with a lot of different things going on down uh-huh. there so i don't know if there's a segment of Perump that could turn into a quote-unquote summerland i'm not sure oh, that could happen interesting
0: um, like where you can get a chunk of thirty thousand acres. And precisely. Uh,
1: yeah, that okay. that might be a that might be a challenge for them. Okay. Um but but you know it's it's interesting to think about how this happened here and how it's it's been to me it's an important part of our valley. And again considered you know premier residential housing. Sure. And they were really they really thought through the whole master plan. You know, you don't you can't have a sign over so many feet. The whole the whole Summerlin feel is different than the rest of the valley. And I think that's they have those special street
0: lights and, yep. and things like that. Like,
1: sets them apart. Yeah. What a fun real estate hour. It thank, can't be over. It's over already. Got to thank Mark, our production director. Thank Carly once again for doing what a great job. And our outstanding expert contributor today, <laughs> that being John Ingram. Um, I'm still mouthing off. Sorry. Uh, you've been worry. listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfield. Next week, we'll have another wonderful hour. We're going to have Rick Sennemi and my partner, Cynthia Ward's going to be on <gasps> next week. If you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we will learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 K